Today we're in Acts chapter 4, and if you're using the Bibles that you got on the way in, the green Bibles, uh, that is page 911. Got it easy to remember, right? 911. Uh, and it, we are in the book of Acts, and we've been talking about living in victory through faith in Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, no matter what we're facing. And what we've been facing a lot, a lot of us we know what the country's going through, so many of you going through individual trials and struggles, but we can still, we can see from the book of Acts that we can live in victory through the power of the Holy Spirit and our faith in Jesus Christ. And the title for today, we're going to look at Acts 4, 32 to 37. The title is, They Will Know We Are Christians by Our Question Mark. All right, I'm not going to tell you later. Some of you might already kind of, you, maybe you're from the 70s and you kind of remember that song. But anyway, well, I'm not going to give it away. Some of the younger ones are on the edge of their seats trying to figure out what that is. So <laughs> we'll answer it at the end. All right, but uh, Acts 4, 32 to 37, very interesting story on sharing. And sharing does not come naturally, does it? does not come naturally. I know on the farm, I have to use the farm stories for Bob's, Bob in the back, I gotta use them. So uh, animals don't share. It was so frustrated being on the farm and see, if you've ever been part of a farm, you know what I'm talking about. The animals, they just don't share. We, they have the manger and each cow got a different amount of grain depending on where they were and their, uh, how close they were to having a calf and how lately they did that. Each cow had a different amount to get because my dad would then dry them up, giving them less grain, dry them up so that he could, they could have a calf again. And so it's, it's complicated. But anyway, uh, I, we'd give them a certain amount, but never fail. I put the grain to the one of the cows. They're all chained to their spot. They had a chain to their neck, you know, and uh, to their collar there. And they, they would always fight for, they would fight for the, knock the other cows away. They were such bullies, or you throw hay into the manger, and they, they had hay right in front of them, a big pile. No, they had to have their neighbors hay. Bam! Hit them with the head and bash them, and we took all their horns off, so that wasn't a problem. But, but you could, it was, they were just like always bullying each other. They would not share it, whatever. Whatever went in that manger, they thought it was theirs, whether it was near them or not. Even I, one time, when I was a kid, I remember it was like maybe three or four, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I was walking along the manger, and I didn't pay attention, and I slipped and fell into the manger. And the cows started trying to eat me. You know, they started licking me and rolling me over and licking me. Oh, I'm traumatized to this day. I can't see a cow's tongue without seeing, you know, nightmares, you know. Uh, uh, it, it, they would just get rolling me over and licking me. You know, they're trying to find where the food was. They weren't going to eat me, but they were, you know, tasting me and looking for what I had, right? It was horrible. Cows, uh, and it's not just cows, the chickens fighting each other. They, you know, just mean to each other. It was crazy. Dogs, dogs are the worst. You think, you know, your little dog is such a wonderful little, mean, you get them with other dogs, they are mean, you know, you throw some food down and they are like, grab it and they're growling at the other ones and, and they bark at, you know, bark at you and even if you try to take it away from them, you ever hear this, the, the term, don't bite the hand that feeds you, right, they'll bite your hand, they won't give it up, dogs are very, very possessive, they don't share. Even uh, ducks, I was with the kids at the park in Lambertville where they have the ducks over there on the canal and I was recently and I was feeding the, the ducks the bread and, and the big ones just kept stealing it, stealing these little, little baby ducklings weren't getting any and I'd feel bad so I'd throw it further away so they could get it because they're on the outskirts and the big ones would see it and shoot over there and take it away. Ooh, I was so mad, you know. Uh, you know, it kept stealing it. Now, it's not just animals that are hard, have a hard time sharing, is it? Not just animals. Humans, too. 
if you could write a book on how to get your children to share, if you found a way to make it happen and wrote a book, you'd be wealthy, you'd be rich, you would never have to work another day in your life because everybody would buy it. It's really, really hard. One of the hardest things to teach kids, if it's even possible, is to share, right? Really, really, really hard. And they just get this naturally. These little cute little babies, they get to be one, two, and all of a sudden they morph into this, you know, you know, grabbing stuff and taking stuff and hitting each other. It, it's crazy. You don't, you, know, you don't have to teach them to, to do that. It comes naturally. It's called the sin nature. We all know what that is, right? And we never quite outgrow it, do we? We never quite outgrow it. Sharing does not come naturally. It can only come supernaturally, as we are going to see today here in Acts chapter 4. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the worship. Thank you for each of us being here and those who are watching, listening. We know that you have us here for a reason, that you want to work something in our heart. And I pray that you would prepare the body of Christ to truly share at this time in our history when we're going to need it. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's read the verses. Acts 4, 32 to 37. And verse 32, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. All right. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, because there were stimulus checks. Oh, wait, I, I added that. I added that. I added that. I couldn't resist. It just hit me. It just hit me. Forgive me, God. All right. <laughs> there were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Wow. The believers in the book of Acts were not socialists. They were not Marxists. They were not communists. You know, a lot of people try to use this politically and all kinds of stuff, right? No, they were the body, a body. They were the body of Christ. And they saw themselves as one body, and they cared for each other. They still owned lots of stuff, as we see all throughout the book of Acts. We're gonna, they still own lots of stuff but they voluntarily shared it. Got that? Voluntarily shared it. That's the body of Christ. My stuff, they had the perspective, my stuff is God's stuff. It's not my stuff, it's God's stuff. Do we have that perspective today? Do we have that? And it had a huge impact. It was a powerful witness. We see the witness throughout the book of Acts had a huge impact witness. It would here, right? It would anywhere. Had a huge witness. In fact, the anti, I've talked about this guy before, the anti-Christian emperor. There was an anti, many of them, but the one named Julian, the anti-Christian emperor, hated Christians, but even he begrudgingly claimed, he said, even the godless Galileans, 
the godless Galileans even feed our poor in addition to their own. They called Gal he was referring to Galileans as Christians, right? Because followed G Jesus. But he said, the godless Galileans, not only do they feed their poor, they even feed our poor. This is happening all over the Roman Empire. He had to admit it. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it because it had such an impact. And let's not miss Barnabas, Barney, I'll call him Barney for short. Let's not miss Barney's encouraging example in verses 36 to 37. Some of you probably didn't even know this was his real name. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas. That's what we're going to know him by from now on, which means son of encouragement. They nicknamed him Barney. Sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. He set an example for all the believers. He was spirit-filled, and he set an example. But not only did he set an example, but this freed him up. He sold a lot of, gave away a lot of his stuff. I'm guessing almost all of his stuff, because we're going to see him later. This freed him up for God's purpose for his life. Not only was it an encouraging example, but it freed him up. It set him free to do what God was calling him to do. And that's exactly what we'll see. We're going to find him again when we hit Acts chapter 13, when he's going to be commissioned along with this guy named Saul, who became Paul, right? And the two of them are going to travel the world. We're going to see Barnabas everywhere, all out throughout the book of Acts. And we're going to see him all over the world. But that all happened because he surrendered. What God was calling him to surrender. He probably surrendered everything based on where we see him. It was crazy. What is God calling us to surrender? What or who, whom do we, do we need to surrender? What or whom is holding us back? Holding us back. It could be something good. It could be something really good, but not God's best. Not God's best for our life. And it's no accident that this story, that the Holy Spirit put this text, this story, right after the first persecutions that they faced. Remember what we looked at? Persecution, powerful prayer. And right after that persecution and, and praying in the Spirit and power, we see those sharing in the Spirit, the believers sharing in the Spirit. That's really the, the theme of this, right? That believers share in the Spirit. It's right after, because this was vital for the survival of the New Testament church. If we, when we see what happens in the rest of the book of Acts, when we see what happens in church history, the church could have been wiped out by the persecution. They were cut off, cut off by the government, by the emperors, by Rome. They were hunted. And not only did they survive, they thrived. That's because the church shared in the spirit. They weren't depending on the government funds. There was the dole in Rome, the dole on the dole. They, you know, the bread and circuses, they couldn't depend on that. They had to depend on the body of Christ. And we will need to do the same as we approach the second coming of Jesus Christ and as we go through many little tribulations leading up to the big tribulation. We, the church of Jesus Christ is going to have to do the same thing. 
Remember in Revelation, if you've been following my Revelation series, uh, we won't be able to buy and sell without the mark of the beast in the tribulation. But even before that, whether the church is here or not, rapture, who knows, who, that's all, we don't, we're not sure of that. But no matter what, even leading up to that, there will be a lot of persecution and a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure on the believers. It's happening all over the world now. Look what's happening in China. Look what's happening in, in all these different Muslim countries. It's crazy. What's what's happening in Africa? It's crazy. The believers are, are being squeezed unbelievably. And, and this, this is going to come here too. It's going to come in the United States too. It's going to hit, you'll be hated by all nations because of me, Jesus said. Matthew 24, 9. We, we, we have to be ready. And we are already being prepared for this time. We're not going to come tribulation time. You won't be able to buy and sell without the mark of the beast. We are already being prepared for that very thing right now. In this last year, unthinkably, we're prepared. We can't, remember when you couldn't buy or sell without a mask? Still can't in a lot of places. You can't buy or sell without a mask. Now, I'm not trying to judge the whole mask thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm simply showing how this progresses. You can't buy or sell without a mask. And now it's morphed into you can't buy or sell without a vaccination. Now, remember what? It's going to be voluntary. It's going to be voluntary. Nobody's going to be pressured to get a, the vaccination. It's going to be voluntary. And now it's not. Now it's not. Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole new thing. Listen, this is not about COVID. And, and I'm not trying to judge masks and all that stuff. Vaccination, I will judge in just a minute, but I'm not trying to judge mass, but, but it's not about COVID. It's about control. It's about control. There's an agenda. You have to connect the dots. And if you've been listening to my revelations, you can see where this is all heading. It's laying the groundwork. It's preparing us. I, I know someone who just got, who had COVID. She got past it. She's healed. She is now immune uh, the scientific science says you are uh, the, the having covid is way gives you way more protection than any vaccination science the harvard study all right if you've had covid you're okay way better protection than any vaccination out there science and yet she just was fired from her job fired from her job and she's not the only one in her company they told everybody you have to all get the vaccination and if you don't you will all be fired and a lot of people caved and some didn't. And she's not going to take it. But, but, but this is what is happening. There are kids are already getting the information from colleges all over our country right now. You can't come back in the fall unless you've had a vaccination. A vaccination. It is coming. They're openly talking about shunning the, the, the evangelicals who aren't getting the shot. They're already labeling it, this whole movement, as, as it's the Christian thing, right? When it's not. It's not. That's not true. Listen, it, this, this is connect the dots. There is an agenda. Vaccinations. Now, listen to this till I get through the end here. Vaccinations, as I've, there's an agenda. As I've investigated the vaccine, I was stunned to find out that every vaccination used in the United States today for COVID is connected to abortion technology. It doesn't have fetal cell, but it's connect every vaccination, every one of them that is used in the United States today is connected to abortion. 
They use the, the, the cell line from an aborted baby, and, and they're all, some are worse, J&J was the worst. Uh, they did it not only for the development for testing, but they've all used it in some way, every one of them. I was stunned to find out, but not just the COVID vaccine, as I studied this, I was mortified to see that many of the vaccines, not just COVID, but the children's vaccines, are tied, not all of them, but about a half of the vaccines that your kids get are tied to abortion technology. I was mortified to see that. I didn't know that. Uh, I did not know that. And, and, and it's not just the, the kids, lots of vaccines and treatments. The shingles vaccine is abortion related. But thank God, they just came out with a new one, the one that ends with the X, I can't remember the name of it. That one is not does not use abortion technology, doesn't use the, the fetal lines and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and it, it, so, she, so thank God, because Kim just got the shingles shot, and I said, I don't want you using one that uses, and she goes, no, they came out with a new one, I'm gonna use that one, and she did, and uh, thank God for that. And now listen, this is only going to get worse. This affects all of us, parents, COVID, shingles, everything it will only get worse the president has been busy signing a flurry of executive orders for abortion i don't even following that it's unbelievable what he's done and yet and the big one was that he signed that there could be federal funding for harvesting the babies this is what they're doing they're harvesting the baby's parts and harvesting the stem cells and they now can use federal funding to come to to take those babies harvesting them it's better enough that we kill them but harvesting them and using them to come up with cures. And, and, and there were some godly bishops, the Pope was a big wimp, didn't stand up to him, but thank God there's some godly bishops who stood up to him and said, you, this is wrong, you claim you're a Catholic, how could you possibly, he said, it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. These are solving, these are helping people and healing people and, and it's okay, you know? If you really love your neighbor, you'll, you'll take this, you'll do this, you, you're getting my point? It's a demonic lie. And that what that means is pretty soon, if things don't change, anything and everything is gonna be connected. Eye surgeries and dental stuff and, and, and all, anything you do, their goal is to connect it all and they don't need to. They can use stem cells of adults for this stuff. They don't need to use fetal, murdered babies, stem cells. They choose to do this because there's an agenda. There's an agenda, agenda. We are entering a brave new world where you will have to, you do right now need to investigate anything out there, anything, each treatment, anything and everything to see if there's a connection to abortion because we as Christians cannot do this any longer. And, and I'm gonna throw out something else that a lot of you don't know. Birth control, the pill, is an abortificant. It's handed like, out like candy to Christians and they take it. But I've been telling people, I, I won't even do a, a marriage for someone anymore if they won't commit to not using the birth control pill. And, or any, abor any birth control that's an abortificant. There's plenty of birth controls that are not abortificants. But the pill, it says it on the box. I've challenged doctors. I go, yeah, of course, that's what it is. That's what it does. It, its goal, the birth control pill, tries to keep the egg from being conceived by the sperm. But that's what it does primarily. But a certain percentage of time, and they're not sure the amount of time, but I've seen pretty high numbers. But let's just say it's 10%. That's a low number. That's a low guess. 
even if it's 10% of the time. Think about that. If we have used birth control, we have killed the baby. What it does is once the egg is conceived, and it is conceived a certain number of times, even with the birth control pill, that uh, won't let the conceived egg, which in God's sight is a human being, a life, a baby, won't let it attach to the wall and it starves to death. That's what it does. It says it on the box. You can look it up. I've asked doctors who say, yeah, what's the big deal? You got a problem with that? Yeah, by the way, I do. But how many of us used it not knowing that? Thank God we discovered that early in our marriage, but, uh, but, but I'm not saying you can't use birth control, but there are many birth controls that are abortive against don't touch them. But we as Christians, back to the vaccine, I just used the COVID vaccine, we as Christians must commit to only ethical treatments. Kim and I, from now on, we won't use children's vaccines that, uh, that use abortion technology. We're not going to use it anymore. We've already made that commitment. We're going to tell the doctor, uh-uh, no shot. Thank God, thank God that uh, they are coming up with other uh, 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 treatments. They are coming up with other treatments. Com companies are trying, there's a French company that's trying to come up with children's vaccines that's completely free of abortion, and, and they're getting close, and we're very thankful for that. We're going to wait for it. We're going to wait for it. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-abortion. I'm pro-life. Uh, so, but we, that's what we have to do. COVID, if you have not got the vaccine yet, don't take it. Don't take it, but they are working on one. Novavax is working very hard. It's very close to coming out. Novavax is, is coming out with a, 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 a new vaccine that's ethically produced. It's not connected to abortion in any way. Probably they think, they thought it would already be out by now, but I've been really reading about it and studying it. I would say by late summer, it will be available in the U.S. It should be available now, but you know all the games they play. But, but so don't take the vaccine. I would encourage you to wait patiently, to wait patiently, to trust God, to live by faith, and to count the cost, because you may have cost to count, but I would encourage you not to do this. And if we've already taken the COVID vaccine, don't get the booster unless you get the Novax booster or, or a one that's not connected. Don't get the booster. If we've already taken the COVID vaccine or other treatments, kids' vaccines, you know, all, we've all been affected by this. This is not judging one group. We've all been unknowingly complicit in this. If we have done that, anything that's connected to abortion, we have to ask for God's forgiveness. We have to ask for God's forgiveness. We have to repent and make the commitment not to do it. We must all learn from this. We have to, as the body of Christ, we have to learn from this. Every one of us. Not one person here is probably in the clear from some kind of something. We have to learn from this because way worse is coming. Far worse, if you've been listening to my Revelation series, you know what I'm talking about. Far worse is coming. This is just an agenda right now. It's going to increase in intensity. They're going to want us to conform in incredible ways. What could be more? This is like sci-fi, right? We're getting cures with, you know, with abortion connections. Seriously? But it's going to get even worse. You read the book of Revelation. They're going to try to conform us more and more. And finally, ultimately, they're going to require everybody to take the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast in Revelation in order to buy and to sell, in order to go to the doctor, in order to do anything 
You're going to have to take the mark of the beast. Start resisting now. Understand what the world is doing. We are going to face much, much more pressure. COVID is prepping us. This is a wake-up call. This is prepping us. It's preparing us. It's to show us what's coming. And it's also, going back to Acts chapter 4, it's showing how we must live. How we must live in the spirit. How we must share in the spirit. That's what Acts 4 talking about, sharing in the spirit. Because we are coming closer to the time of Jesus Christ's return, and it's going to increase in intensity and persecution. And I'm going to say this. The New Hope Community Church, we have a benevolence fund. I really have to touch it. You know why? Because it's been... This church has been supernaturally natural, unbelievable. Everybody helping each other. It's just been crazy, supernaturally natural. But this, people help, wait, you can't even, in 20 years, I can't even imagine how much people have helped. I've seen incredible things, everybody helping each other. It's just been awesome to see it. But this is going to have to be a way of life for us if we are to survive and to thrive. It's going to have to be a way of life for us to survive and thrive in the USA today. You see how crazy it's getting out there? It's getting crazy. It's going to have to be the way that we survive and thrive. And it will be God's open door for a powerful witness, just like in the Roman Empire, the revived Roman Empire. It's a way to show God's powerful witness as we share and, sh and show the love of Jesus Christ to each other. I encourage people to prepare to be preppers, spiritually prepping for sure, but be prepared. Get buckets of food. You can get them really cheap in different places. Get the buckets of food. Get the water or the, the filters. Get the, the medicines. Some of you might be able to afford to get a safe house, develop a safe house for people. They're, we're going to need all of these things as we move forward. Get lots of Bibles and tracts, you know, so that we can share. This stuff isn't so, oh, I can survive. This is so we can share with the body of Christ and even outside the body of Christ. That's what we need to do. It's going to get much crazier, and it could happen like that. Look what happened this week. Have you been watching the videos? They don't show them on a lot of the stations. I've been watching the, the videos of what's happening in New York City and in Florida. Jews being attacked, surrounded, attacked, people trying to kill them, mobs, just like the whole riots this summer attacking policemen. They're attacking Jews now. Attacking the Jews surrounding them. People with Palestinian headdresses and flags. Just attacking people. If they hear any Hebrew spoken, you, I just saw the videos. It was horrific. It was like watching the Nazis with Germany. That's what it reminded me of. And it's happening here. These, these, people, are, these people are demonic attacking the Jews. But listen, it's not going to stop there. They're coming after Christians next. They're coming and it could happen like that, like that. And it will happen like that. It's, it's, it, it is coming. Did you, did you see the writing on the Temple Mount? The writing on the Temple Mount? It, it, we know what that Temple Mount's going to be used for, a rebuilt temple. But seeing the writing and seeing the craziness there, it was insane. But this could happen like that. The temple rebuilt. Whoo, we're here. Something happens. The turning on the Christians in the USA. They turn on the Jews. They're going to turn on the Christians, those same people. They hate us. We've talked about that. They hate us. This whole cancel culture hates Christians. It's really about Christians and Jews. The same will be happening. Mark 
my words. And we are going to need to function as the body of Christ. We're going to have to function just like they did here in Acts. It's already worldwide. If you aren't following Voice of the Martyrs or Open Door Ministries or, or Terry Noble's uh, Persecution Unveiled on our website, if you're not following it, it's happening Everywhere, unthinkable things are happening to Christians everywhere, and they have desperate needs. These people, there's so many widows and orphans out there who are, the husbands have been killed and murdered, and, and even the moms and dads, these orphans, so many, there's desperate needs. They need the basics just to survive. They need Bibles. They're desperate for Bibles. They're asking for it. They need us now. They need us now. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The stock market's going to crash. I'm not an economic genius. I'm just telling you, the stock market's going to crash. You think you got all this money? It's going to be gone like that. How do I know? Because I've been preaching through the book of Revelation. Not only that, the government is going to take every penny from you they can. Everything, anything they can get, they're going to take it. How do I know that? Because I've been preaching through the book of Revelation. <laughs> it's all being set up now. And, and, and I say that to say that this, use you, you, what you have now to help people. I'm not saying you shouldn't save something, you know, for, you know, your retirement, all that stuff. I'm not saying that. But I'm, there's so much that we could use. Use it now. Use it now to, to help the persecuted body of Christ all over the world. Voice the martyrs. Open door ministries. There's lots of ways we can help. Uh, I, I know someone in our uh, someone in our church, but I'm going to give her away. But I'll never forget, years ago, she came to me and said, I'm giving this money each year. She had a lot of money for retirement. She said, I just give it all away to missions and people being persecuted and people in need. It was astounding. She goes, you know what? The dollar's strong now. Now's the time to use it. The dollar's strong. I want to use it now while it's here, while I have it, before it all disappears, because she knew, she could see. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. The United States is going to be sucked into the you know, revived Roman Empire, and we're going to just be a, a cog in the machine. Mark my words. It's going to happen. And she says, I want to give it away while I can, and she does. It's unbelievable what she's done for people. That has to be our perspective, voluntarily. And when we do this, they will know we are Christians by our love. Some of you know this song. You, ate, you, get, you gave away your age. Gave away your age. They will know we are Christians by our love. By our love. Do we see our stuff, as I close here, just before I pray here, do we see our stuff as God's stuff? Is it my stuff? Are we like that dog? Or do we see it as God's stuff? Are we sharing it? Romans 12, 13, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And this is Paul who was like chained to a Roman guard. He survived on that. Do we, have we surrendered our stuff and our life? Have we surrendered our stuff and our life? Is God able to, like Barnabas, is God able to really use us? Is he able to send us anywhere at any time? Use us any way at any time? Is he able to do that? Because we have surrendered. It doesn't mean we've get, got rid of it all, but we've surrendered it all. What, what do we need to give up today? What is God calling us to give up today? It could 
could be anything and everything. What is he calling us to do? And maybe, as I go to prayer, maybe the first thing you need to surrender is your life to Jesus Christ. Your heart to Jesus Christ. That is the first st step. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Let's pray. As we go this time of prayer, how is God speaking to us? Maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, and this is the day the Holy Spirit is convicting you, calling you, pulling you to take that step of faith, the first step, the prayer of faith in God's word. God, I ask you to forgive me, to forgive my sin. Forgive me. I repent. I turn away from everything in my life that goes against your word or your will for my life. I repent. I ask you to forgive me through the cross of Jesus Christ, through the death of your son on that cross, for me to pay for my sin. I put my faith in Jesus, I give my life to him. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus today, if you have put your faith in him, something amazing has happened. You have received the Holy Spirit. This very moment, the Holy Spirit is now living in you. And you are now part of the body of Jesus Christ. We are all connected through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ. And if you have taken that step of faith, I want to encourage you to tell somebody so that they can, so we can be excited for you and encourage you in your new life in Christ. But tell somebody today. If you have no one to tell, tell me on the way out. But tell somebody. For those of us who are already Christians, how is the Holy Spirit convicting us? do we need to surrender? Who do we need to surrender? Anything and everything. What is God calling us to surrender? Maybe it's our stuff. Maybe it's our life goals. Maybe it's someone who's holding us back. Who is God calling? What is he calling us to surrender? So that he could work powerfully in our life. Father, I pray for every one of us that we would be free free of the stuff. Not that we can't own the stuff, but Lord, don't let it own us. And whatever you want, whenever you want it, I pray that our hands would be open. 
that we would be a church of Barnabases, children of encouragement. You could use us to impact many, many lives all over the world. Pray that in Jesus' name.